Well, hello again, and welcome to the Travel Stories Podcast, where we bring you immersive, inspiring, and international travel stories from travelers around the world. Is it Thursday already? No, actually, it's Wednesday. I'm recording this a day early, but I'm happy to pretend. Thank you to everyone for your reviews so far. We've been getting some great ones in, and all my love goes out to you guys. If you're having trouble finding it, just search for Travel Stories Podcast in iTunes. There it is. I'm really excited today because I just started having a look for flights to Brazil in August. I'm going to go meet my friend and yours, Alan Belling. Remember from the first episode, he gave us that fantastic story about the mushroom. That was great. So we might do Alan Belling 2, The Mushroom Returns. We may also change the name. But as for today, we're talking to Sammy Del Ciotto. She's a certified health coach from Melbourne, Australia, and she's great at what she does. We met back in Melbourne a few years back, and she's just a wonderful person. She's awesome. So let's dive in. You're listening to the Travel Stories Podcast, and this is Sammy Del Ciotto. Sammy Del Ciotto, how's it going? well thanks how are you Hayden I'm awesome thanks all the better for talking to you so whereabouts in the world are you right now I'm in Melbourne Australia oh Melbourne I lived there for a few years without a doubt my favorite city in the Uh entire world hot here today oh yeah what sort of temperature we looking at today I just opened up my window and I'm sweating. I don't even want to know. Oh, man. Well, you and I aren't friends anymore. I'm in England. It was minus three the other day. It's raining. I'm sure I saw it snow. Ouch. I can't say I've ever been in minus three degrees my whole entire life. Oh, well, you have no idea how lucky you are. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Oh, man, I miss Melbourne right now. So, traveling. I know you're into your health and well-being. That's what you do. Is uh, traveling something you do on the side? Have you been to many places? Is it something you're just uh, you're into? I haven't traveled too much in my life in terms of overseas. Um, the story I'll be sharing today is from Bali in Indonesia. I went there last year. Um, so I suppose the, the travel thing is something that is fairly new to me. I've done quite a bit of Australia. But um, it's it's it is definitely something that I want I want to do more of in the future. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think Australia is kind of like the US in the way that it's such a big place that each different part that you go to is so different. Sometimes culturally, sometimes just geographically, that you can kind of have your own uh, journey around it. You know, mm, definitely. Just last weekend, I drove two hours out of Melbourne, and I had a completely like mind blowing experience. Just and it was so close to home. It was. It was, it was really nice. I went to a, 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 um, a music festival called Rainbow Serpent. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know Rainbow Serpent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely mind-blowing mind and, and life-changing for me. So I'll definitely go back again next year. Yeah, awesome. I hear... Um, Probably off track right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Well, I hear that Rainbow Serpent is kind of the Australian equivalent of Burning Man in the US. Would you say that's right? Uh, somebody... I've never even heard of Burning Man until last weekend, and somebody at Rainbow Serpent actually did say to me, it's like a smaller version of Burning Man. I'm like, what the hell is Burning Man? 
So I'm learning all about these music festivals and it's so weird because I actually hate music festivals, but for the first time I went to one that I really enjoyed. (laughs) Nice. So. Awesome. Yeah, something different, something different. Great. So what were you up to in Bali when you went? What was your reason for going? Okay, so I went last year in April to actually um, be part of a juice fast. So fasting is something that I regularly do maybe every two to three months. I'll do a bit of it a little fast. Um, it's it, it just helps me kind of feel um, better in terms of energy and health and, and clarity of the mind and things like that. Uh, if you look into ancient cultures, people like Plato and Socrates and, and all those types of really intelligent people regularly fasted. So it's something that I've experimented with over the past couple of years and I'm a little bit addicted so I thought I'm actually going to go overseas and do it with one of my favorite health coaches in the world because I'm starting my own business as a health coach and so I thought I'm going to be around my health coach mentor and learn from him and fast with a group of like-minded people and so yeah my story for today is from is from that juice fast program oh awesome i uh i've kind of been getting into the juicing myself i mean i've done it for years and i'm just about getting into intermittent fasting again um so that's kind of oh, fantastic yeah it's kind of going well fantastic if you juice and you intermittent fast at the same time it's like extra magical <laughs> extra magical okay, anyway okay, yeah, anyway <laughs> I, I love that <laughs> so the story you've got for us today if you could give it a name what name would you give to it I would call it um, pushing comfort zones and trusting strangers. Awesome. Two things that I believe should be mandatory. You're listening to the Travel Stories podcast, and this is Sammy Del Ciotto with Pushing Comfort Zones and Trusting Strangers. Alrighty, so last year, 2015, March, around March, April, I decided to embark on my very first overseas trip on my own, which, you know, growing up in a European background family was uh, quite a big deal. So I got on the plane and, you know, I had all these thoughts going through my mind, my family telling me how nuts I am going to, of all places, Bali, Indonesia on my own as a young single female. And um, the reason why I went there, one of the reasons why I went there was to embark on a juice fast with a group of other strangers who were embarking on a juice fast. Um, I went to a man named Tyler Tolman, his juice fast event and you'll start to discover the profound efficacy that nature can have on this human body. We're designed for a very specific reason, and I know if you choose to follow this, you'll have an entire cloud. Um, and during the fast, all literally all we did was we drank juice and went on little day excursions and sat and learnt about what Tyler calls the seven principles of health. And on one particular day event, we actually went whitewater rafting. Now, for me, going into it, I was 
actually quite scared. I was actually quite scared. The thought of it was actually quite traumatizing, to be honest, because when I was younger, I almost drowned. And so I've got this innate, inbuilt fear of water and being in water and putting my head underwater. So I went into it thinking, okay, I'm gonna actually be breaking through one of my fears. I'm gonna be in a, in a zone that's not gonna be comfortable and I'm gonna be surrounded by about 20, 30 strangers and I'm probably gonna make an idiot of myself, but let's just see how I go with this. You know, I'm not alone. I'm with 30 other people, even though they're strangers, I've still got, you know, other human beings around me. So I remember getting there and um, we had to drive quite a long way in the bus. And um, we got off and we were greeted by the, the Balinese people that were, that were gonna be taking us on the rafts. And I just remember looking down and they're like, yep, sign your name here, sign your name here, sign your name here. And I just remember picking up this piece of paper and reading it with such caution. And it was all, it was a waiver pretty much. So I'm, I'm reading this thing and my mind's going, oh my God, if I die, they're not liable. Oh my God, my family's not gonna get paid. And if I die here, oh God, what's gonna happen now? Oh my God, if I kill myself, if I die, if my head hits a rock, my mind was going nuts. So I just looked around and everybody else was just signing this form like it was nothing. And I thought, okay, this form is nothing. I'll just sign this form. So sign the form and off I went. Now, before we actually got there, we weren't really warned about what to bring, what to pack, what, you know, all I was really worried about was just having enough juice and water, you know, being on a juice fast. So I actually went there in my thongs. Now, um, if you've ever been water rafting, anyone out there listening, you'll know that you've actually got to go down into a mountain, well, or up into a mountain, depending on where you start. And I actually had to go down. I had no idea what I was in for before I got there and it was raining and so I was walking down through this mountain. And I had to walk down these massive rock stairs and I'm quite a short person so it was like, I felt like I was hiking down, like I'd have to take these massive steps down these slippery rocks with my thong's on, so I thought, and I just remember looking down into the mountain thinking, if I slip, my skull's gonna crack open, and you know, all these negative thoughts were just circling through my head, and I was just trying to trying to stop myself from thinking, from thinking really, and just trying to be present in the moment. And so, at the end of it, I felt, it felt like I'd walked down about 5,000 massive slippery steps in my thongs, and then we um, got to the point where the rafts were, were waiting for us. And of course, the guy, knowing that, knowing that I'm in this state of panic, just looked at me and he's like, you, you're in the front of that one. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm in the front of the raft of all places. Oh my God, I'm in the front of the raft of all places. So there I am, get into the raft, get my life jacket on. And before we take off, the, the Balinese tour guide, rafting people um, gave us a bit of instructions about things that we had to follow like for example if you yelled out boom boom it meant that there was a drop coming and literally hold on and so as soon as the raft started moving I pretty much screamed at the top of my lungs and everybody just started laughing at me and I was like okay well people think this is funny okay maybe this is funny 
Um, and the first time I heard the boom, boom, I probably held on so tight that my fists actually hurt from the clenching. And then it happened a few times. I was really scared. I was really scared. And then we went over a drop and I was still really scared. And then after a few drops, I just stopped and I looked around and I saw everybody else was in the moment and they were enjoying it. And I was in this state of panic. And I just kind of took a deep breath and I looked around and I just thought to myself, wow, this is so beautiful. And in that moment, the fear just dissipated. And I just remember looking up and all I could see was like this, I was in the middle of a mountain with just trees and greenery and the sights and the smells. We're just unlike anything I'd ever felt before, like the clean, crisp air. You know, being in suburbia in, in Melbourne, Australia, with not with a lot of buildings and a lot of people and not that many trees it's 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 a completely different smell when you're out in nature and just being in tune with that and it was it was unlike anything I it, it brought me back to my um I guess childhood because I actually grew up in country Victoria and so at that moment I was kind of taking a trip down memory lane in my mind so I kind of went from being this state of panic and you know, being really scared to being really calm and just taking in all the scenery and really being present in the moment, I guess. And then, you know, the guy that was the main Balinese driver that was helping us steer the raft, he could see that I was a bit scared and I was a bit nervous. And so he looked at me and he said, Sam, in his Balinese accent, how you like for swim? And I just looked at him like, oh, this guy's crazy. Uh-oh, here we go. And he gets out of the raft and he puts his arms up at me like, you know, come on, get out of the raft and come for a swim. Mind you, the water was moving. We were moving down the water. And so there I am inside this raft and the driver's outside in the water. And so I went from panic to calm and serene, taking in all the beauty to panic again because the driver was in the water and I was in the raft. And so I was like, no, no, I'm not getting in, I'm not getting in. And then he saw that I was really, really scared. And so he got back in the raft. And then about two or three minutes later, I hear it again. Sam, come on, you like for swim. And I thought, okay, I think I've got to get in the water now. So the guy helped me out of the raft into the water and I just stood there because it, it was shallow enough to stand up and I just stood there like in this state of panic. And he's like, come on, come on, swim, swim, swim. And, right, and at that point I was like pretty fearful and he put his arm around me and he's like, put your legs up, put your arms out, float and swim. Just let your body float, float down the river. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, here we are. Like there's drops everywhere and he wants me to just like let my body float like I'm like in this moving water. And I'm thinking, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. 
So he literally wrapped his arms around me, like to support me. And in that moment, my, my brain was thinking, this man is a stranger and he's touching me. <laughs> Who does he think he is? He's touching me. Oh my God, he's touching me. And so I just kind of thought in my head, okay, you need to let it go and you need to be more trusting. So I let it go and I was more trusting and I ended up having this amazing, beautiful experience floating down moving waters in the middle of a mountain in Ubud of all places where the vibe and the energy is so high and you feel so connected to the planet. It was actually quite incredible. And I just remember sitting in my hotel room thinking to myself, okay, so what did the universe actually teach me today? And I suppose not only did I, I conquer that fear of water, as weird as that may sound to some people, you know, after having almost drowned when I was a child, breaking through that. Um, but not only that, but, you know, the fact that this strange Balinese male, <laughs> I, I actually allowed him to come into my personal space and wrap his arms around me to support me in floating down the river. What would the world be like if we were all just that little bit more trusting? Since that moment and since that point in time, I've put myself into a lot more uncomfortable situations with strange people that I've never met before that I don't really know anything about. And it's, and it's kind of more, I go based on a gut feeling, like you can kind of, you, you can kind of feel somebody's intentions and you know if somebody's a good person just by going within and really listening. Since that moment and since that period in time, I've, I've allowed myself to, I don't know what how you'd say it, but explore humanity and explore the human race, you know, and I've opened my eyes up to emotions and feelings and things that I suppose I'd never really experienced before. And a lot of it comes down to actually being more trusting and being more open, I've found. The big takeaway for me was just, you know, not everybody's out to get you. Collectively as a race, we, we, we all want happiness. And we all want connection. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Thanks, Hayden. And just to clarify for our US and English listeners, thongs are something you wear on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to offend you all. Well, it painted a funny picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was wearing my thongs. That's all I was wearing, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to love it. My flip-flops. What do you call them in, in America? Is it flip-flops? I think so. It certainly is here in, the, here in the UK anyway. Yeah. So how are you with water now? Oh, Australian accent's coming out. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you still have the phobia or how's that going for you? Um, well, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that it's, it's completely over. Um, I, I recently went on a family trip to Byron Bay and I got into the beach water and I, uh, um, I had a bit of a play around in the waves but I still didn't actually put my um, head under the beach water. I think for me it was more, um, you know, it's, it, 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 was, it was a phobia from a very young age. So to crack through it 
in a split second, I think it's it's wishful thinking and it's a bit out of my conscious. So for me, it was just about peeling off some layers of the onion, really. Mm, right. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 a work in progress. So as you said, you come from an Italian background. So what was it like with your family when you said you'd be traveling, especially as a as a solo female traveler? Like, how did they react to that? Oh well. Um, I think if I had gone to, say, Italy, for example, they would have been all for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> but, um, look, they weren't too wrapped in me um, deciding to go to Bali, Indonesia, of all places. Um, and initially, I wanted to go for three weeks, but my sister convinced me to make it two and a half because for that last half a week, I actually planned on going to a hotel, putting my feet up and doing sweet or nothing. So, um, I ended up coming back a half a week earlier and just, you know, doing sweet all nothing in my home, in my hometown. But, um, yeah, no, I, um, they, they didn't handle it very well, but you know, now that, that, now that I've come out the other side and I've heard my experience, I think they're a bit more open to it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we get this question a lot, um, and in all of the travel communities, the question's always flying around. Say you're a young person, and you're really sad on traveling. You've read the ins and outs of it. Say even if it's solo female travel, you've you read everything about it. You know how safe it is, how safe it can be, and but your parents still aren't happy about it. How do you bring them around? Well, to be completely honest with you, they didn't have much of an option. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. <laughs> Because when you think about it, right, it's your life. It's your life. And I, I'm the one who put the deposit down. I'm the one who paid the money. I'm the one who brought the plane ticket, who, you know, paid for the hotel and whatnot, right? I didn't expect any, like, didn't expect anything from my family in terms of, you know, helping me fund it, right? And so I think from a young age, you know, my, I, I'd want to do certain things, you know, like, um, Mum, can I can I um, get a tattoo? Right. This was when I was a young younger, and she used to say to me, "When you can afford to pay for a tattoo, you can get a tattoo." And then, you know, when I got a job, I'm like, "Mum, I'm going to get a tattoo." And she's like, "When you're 18, you can get a tattoo." And then, you know, when I'm 18, it's like, "When you're 21." And then, when I was 21, it, it then became, "When you're married and you're your husband's responsibility, then ask him if you can get a tattoo and see what he says." And so for me, it was kind of like, "Well, you know." I'm at that age now. I can afford. I can afford to, you know, go ahead and do it. And so for me, it was like, well, I'd made a decision in my mind, and I was set on it. Set on it, and there was nothing anybody could do to stop me because I wanted it that badly. I gave them a bit of a background, you know, like I was going there on my own. I was flying there on my own. I was. I was making my own way there. But when you're in Bali. A lot of the hotels actually um, offer to pay, not pay, but as, as part of your accommodation, they give you hotel transfers from the airport to the hotel. And so, you know, I was like, mum, you know, the transfer from the airport to the hotel is prepaid. It's already done. Like somebody's booked in to pick me up. Don't worry. I don't have to get into a foreign Balinese taxi, right? So, you know, I think that. And then allowing my family to know that everything was organized before I got there. You know, I wasn't just going to get there and wing it. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, 
Right, right. So, so yeah, yeah. You'd kind of say it's half reassuring them of everything and half just doing it anyway. You know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Nice. Feel the fear and do it anyway. That's great. Well, as well as that saying, is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with? Sure. Um, I suppose, you know, maybe get out a pen and a pad and a journal and just think about some some of the fears that you'd like to break through and experience, you know, to, you know, I suppose open up the journey on, on Spaceship Earth, Earth for yourself. Um, and also, I, I'm an integrative nutrition health coach. And so what that essentially is, is if any of you have goals, dreams, hopes, aspirations about health and, and life and well-being, you know, not only for yourself but for fa- your family as well if you have a family, I mentor people and help people, you know, to reach their goals. So check me out. I'm www.sammydalchi, S-A-M-M-Y. D-E-L-C-I dot com. Otherwise, I'm on Instagram at Sammy Delci, S-A-M-M-Y-D-E-L-C-I. And you can find me on Facebook as well with the same name. Yeah. So if you have any questions, shoot me some electronic love. I, I love answering random health questions in my email inbox every now and again. So, yeah, don't be strangers, guys. <laughs> awesome electronic love i love that <laughs> <laughs> i actually great. have that on my website send me some electronic love <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally gonna start using that yeah so yeah. thanks again for your story today and um, we'll do it again soon eh? all right thanks guys see ya i hope you got something out of it today and yeah Maybe I'll, I'll um, do another travel story in the future with Hayden. Yay. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're welcome back anytime. Thanks again. Thanks. Bye. All right. See you again. Thanks again to Sammy for her story and thanks to you guys for joining us on her journey. If you want to get in touch with Sammy, she's at sammydelchi.com. That's S-A-M-M-Y-D-E-L-C-I. She's also at Twitter and Instagram at the same name, Sammy Delchi. Email me at hayden at travelstoriespodcast.com. That's H-A-Y-D-E-N. Let me know what you think of the show. If you enjoyed it and you're on iTunes, if you could leave a rating and review, that would really help the show out a lot. Just search for the show on iTunes and there it is. Thanks to everyone that's reviewed it so far. You guys are the best. Show notes for this episode can be found with the rest of them at travelstoriespodcast.com. And again, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Hayden at travelstoriespodcast.com. I answer everything. The Twitter is Travel Stories UK and the Facebook and Instagram are both Travel Stories Podcast. So thanks again. Join us next time for another immersive, inspiring, and international travel story. And remember, The gladdest moment in human life is a departure into unknown lands. Mm